this episode is brought to you by my free What's Working Guide. If you want to download some tips on what is working right now in 2022 from both myself and other real-life indoor playground owners who are currently working to launch or grow their business, head to michellecaruana.com slash what's working or simply click the link in the show notes or episode description. You'll get the free tips delivered right to your inbox. Download my What's Working Guide right now. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. All right, Playmakers. So this episode was partially inspired by a conversation that I had last week with my friend and Playmaker Society member, Tiffany, the owner of My Play Cafe in Lee Summit, Missouri. Now, something that we talk a lot about and something that's discussed a lot in Playmaker Society is boundaries and how absolutely crucial they are as business owners. And it made me think of this blog article that I wrote way back in 2019 when I was still in active Play Cafe ownership. So I decided to kind of resurrect this blog because it got so much amazing feedback And it's all about how to own this type of business as an introvert. And spoiler alert, a lot of it has to do with setting boundaries. So I decided to, like I said, resurrect this blog and give you these tips that I shared way back in 2019 on the podcast today. Now, like I said, I did put these tips together while I was still in active play cafe ownership. So it's going to be kind of from that perspective, but I did add some additional insight now that I have, you know, the 2020 hindsight looking back on my time as a play cafe owner. So if you are an introvert like me, this episode is for you. All right. So owning any business can be difficult as an introvert, but It can be especially challenging when the business is a local brick-and-mortar retail venture. Even if the owner is not physically present at the store much, the thousands of interactions with customers each day and each week can still require a great deal of intervention and therefore energy from the business owner. So, for example, even though I only physically worked at my cafe a few times a month, I was still constantly interacting with customers every single day, whether it be via email, social media, or phone, or even in passing during my day-to-day. But technology has made it easier for anyone to get in touch with us at any time, even outside of business hours. And since the social media and marketing strategies that I tend to teach rely so heavily on video and behind-the-scenes peaks, and especially now more than ever, with the invention of Reels and TikTok, it can become an overwhelming feeling like you're constantly putting yourself out there and opening yourself up to others, as well as their positive and negative feedback as well. And since these tasks were very draining to me, I had to learn the hard way that I need firm boundaries in order to find joy in my role as a business owner. 
So before I share a couple introverted business owner tips with you, I wanted to first share this definition of introvert that I found online. All right. It says introvert comes from Latin intro, meaning inward, and vitere, I probably pronounced that wrong. I apologize, which means turning. So inward turning. Introvert describes a person who tends to turn inward mentally. Introverts sometimes avoid large groups of people, feeling more energized by time alone. The opposite of an introvert is an extrovert who finds energy in interactions with others. And this definition that I just read is definitely true for me. When I'm lacking energy, the only way for me to recharge my batteries is sometime alone, unplugged. Even though I enjoy interaction with others and being in social settings, I consistently find myself feeling exhausted afterward and needing that recharge time. And if this sounds familiar to you, keep listening to this episode. So whether you're a by-the-book introvert like me or whether you just tend to towards or excuse me, turn introverted when you're feeling overwhelmed, here are some tips that I've learned along the way of my own introverted business journey. All right, tip number one. As I alluded in the beginning, boundaries are your friend. So what do boundaries actually look like in practice? And I've talked about them a few times on this podcast already, so I'm going to do some reiterating here. But for me, I need some physical and mental distance from the constant influx of feedback, both positive and negative, that we get. Because even the positive in huge volumes is still overwhelming to me. In addition to feeling overwhelmed, like I said, by the sheer volume of feedback and the amount of directions and places it comes from, like Yelp, Google, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, email, our website, mom's groups, in person, at our business, on the phone, etc. I also feel exasperated trying to not only respond to every person, but also appease them. I definitely have people pleaser tendencies because In addition to being an introvert, I'm also a Virgo and a type three on the Enneagram. And I always have a running to-do list based on customer feedback, which never seems to get shorter, which is really tough for me. Knowing I can't possibly please everyone and implement every single piece of feedback can often make me feel like a failure as a business owner. And it really stifles my energy and creativity, which my business relies on in order to thrive. So I ended up having most of our feedback sent either to my husband, who was also my business partner, or our cafe supervisor. If we have a review on Facebook or if we have a Facebook message come in or a Google review, I typically have them review it first and then escalate anything necessary to me. So for example, if someone had a refund request or a small piece of feedback or an easily dealt with complaint or just a question about something, I try to never even see it. And that's still true of my business today. Of course, this practice isn't perfect because much is publicly posted online. And I do like to know what my customers are thinking and feeling and talking about, but I do my best. So our supervisor typically responded to and took any necessary actions when possible and then only forwarded the comment or review or question to me if she felt like she needed to, which really cuts down on the volume of comments that I'm seeing that are, or that I was seeing by about 75%. 
And therefore, I was saving about 75% of the time that I was previously spending on this task. So the upside is that our supervisor was generally a lot less emotional and more matter-of-fact when it came to business because, hello, this business was always like my third child, and it's very easy for me to feel defensive or protective and almost like the business is an extension of myself. And again, it's something that I'm always working on and it's something that I always talk about. But if you have these tendencies, even if they're subconscious, if you feel like any negativity towards your business is direct negativity to you specifically, then I highly recommend this tip even more, whether you're introverted or not. So she often handled these situations with more understanding and grace than I was ever able to. So for us, this process was a win-win. Our customers were happier. Our supervisor was able to feel more intimately involved with our community and our customer base. And I was able to spend more time and energy doing other things that are more crucial to the business, that aren't just maintenance, that are actually money-making tasks, which I'm going to talk about in an upcoming episode. Only having to dedicate time to 25% of all customer interactions from all of those dozens of different places that I mentioned, it freed up so many hours per week for me, and not to mention a lot of mental space and energy. This energy and clarity helped me come up with fun new events, revenue streams, and other initiatives, which was really my superpower as a business owner. So I'm so thankful that I put these boundaries in place so that I can operate more in my genius zone. And just to reiterate a tip that I gave in a previous podcast episode, another really firm boundary that I created was to never accept message requests or messages on my personal Instagram or Facebook profile. I would simply have a cut and paste response to them. I wouldn't leave them ignored, but I would generally do a copy and paste like, hey, if this is related to business, I really need you to email our supervisor here because she's better equipped to take care of this. I don't want your question or I don't want your feedback to get lost. So don't make it seem like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. I'm closing you know, myself off of as a business owner because people can take that in a negative way. Just say, hey, we have an amazing person whose entire job revolves around making sure our customers are heard and valued and to make sure all feedback is being implemented and to make sure all questions get answered. So for your sake, I would really like it if you could email this person and direct all questions and feedback there. So in addition to this boundary, definitely close off your personal profiles because I can't tell you how many moms groups I left or how many times I've had to block people just because they would not stop incessantly messaging me even after I put this boundary in place. So not only do you need to put these firm boundaries in, you also need to enforce them and stand your ground. It may seem a little bit scary or intimidating at first, but I promise you it's going to be much easier to own this type of business if you stick to making sure that you are firm in these boundaries. All right, tip number two, delegate the tasks that drain you. So responding to comments and feedback isn't the only task that I delegated. I tried to delegate any task that wasn't in my quote-unquote genius zone, so tasks that I'm best at and enjoy. And I tried to do that to our supervisor or another team member. 
So for example, our supervisor who was there in person most days took care of all of our orders and communicated with sales reps and ensured they got paid on time. Since I was not physically present at our cafe very often, placing orders used to take several hours because I'd either have to go and take inventory or I'd have to have several rounds of back and forth communication with a team member to figure out what we needed. It was much more efficient to have someone who was there take a running list and either place the order and make the payments themselves. That way, I could simply review what we ordered, spent, and made at the end of each month to make sure we were staying within budget and not spending irresponsibly, and not at the end of every single week, which wasn't a good use of the little time that I had for that task. And our supervisor was able to have much more productive conversations with sales reps and analyze whether or not we should switch providers since she was most hands-on with the day-to-day operation. So if prices were being raised, if they were constantly late, if things were damaged, if orders were incorrect, I always had her monitor that because she was the one unpacking. I didn't want to have to constantly communicate with her or our sales rep because as an introvert, these types of constant interactions and conversations were absolutely dreadful to me. If every decision or conversation would have to go through me, that would cause a huge bottleneck and in my inbox and calendar would really start to fill up and overwhelm me. So this is a good tip, whether or not you have an introverted or extroverted personality, but it's especially important if you are an introvert like me. Save your energy for interacting with your customers when it matters and when it lights you up. So when you're operating in that genius zone and don't waste it on these more mundane tasks that can be better accomplished by your team, which you're paying them to do. This is just one example of a task that I delegated, but really anytime I found myself really dreading a task or putting something off constantly or dedicating way too much time towards something, I immediately took action steps to get that item off my plate and in the hands of someone better equipped to handle it. So one more task I delegated is anything that needs to be done on the phone. So for example, food orders or catering orders or vendor requests or questions or client follow-ups, things like that, or our supervisor handled all of those phone calls because as an introvert, I absolutely dreaded them, but some businesses just prefer doing these types of things over the phone. And Stick around for the play of the day at the end because I'm going to give you some action items to really start implementing this tip specifically. All right, tip number three, you don't need to be the face of your business. And this was something I constantly struggled with because as a small local business owner, I wanted to get my face and personality out there. I wanted people to feel good about spending money at my facility and feel connected to me based on my core values and beliefs and just my vibe. However, constantly putting your face out there can feel daunting and overwhelming for an introvert. So for example, knowing that I scheduled a Facebook Live could weigh on me for that entire day. And while I love doing things like that occasionally, it definitely does take a lot of my mental and physical energy. So even though I feel like allowing customers to get that inside peak of life and business, even though I feel like that is crucial for modern day marketing success, I want to challenge you here to think outside the box. 
So for example, does it really need to be you behind the camera every single time? What if instead you hopped on video, let's say once a month to make that connection and to establish yourself as the owner of the business? And what if you allowed your team to take charge the rest of the time? So filming time lapses while they're doing balloon garlands or setting up parties or filming some boomerangs while they're making a latte or a TikTok or a reel or something like that, things that they're already doing. What if you could empower them to create your social media content based on these tasks that they're already doing that people are interested in? Something to work on is empowering your team to be the quote unquote face of your business more often because after all, we don't do it alone and they're the ones our customers will see when they walk through the doors anyway. So allow a few trusted and trained team members to post to social media channels and give customers that behind the scenes look they crave so that it doesn't rely entirely on you. Not only did my team members love having fun with social media, but our customers really loved seeing our team behind the scenes in addition to me. And something that I found, especially in the last couple of years, is teaching your team social media and creating processes around these tasks and brand scripts and brand guidelines and things like that. These things are all types of um, training and things like that that are going to allow them to grow as employees because so often of their or so many of their future endeavors will likely involve social media marketing in some way if it interests them. So being able to tell future employers that they have success posting and maintaining and engaging with their previous company's social media is going to be a huge plus for them. So just putting this on a job posting or in a job description is really going to help you attract people that are excited by this and who are the best fit for this type of job. And it's going to help you attract really high quality candidates And it's going to be a win-win because they want this type of training and this type of experience with company social media as well. All right, tip number four, take time away often. Once you've gotten through your first few months of business ownership, which I'm just going to be honest, you probably won't be able to get many breaks in, I highly recommend that owners take full breaks often. So after reaching a quote-unquote burnout phase pretty early on myself, I now try to prevent that same thing happening to other business owners, especially my fellow introverts. And I don't mean just taking a physical break from working. I mean full breaks. So there were long weekends where I would literally put an out-of-office message on my email and social media channels and just completely disconnect from my business, my team, and the customers, unless, of course, there was an emergency. Now, this isn't to say that I necessarily needed or wanted a break from the people that support my business. After all, I did appreciate them and could not make it a single day without them. However, this unplugged time helped me to be a better leader and a better person to both my business community and my own family. The time I spent unplugged also helped my team to have the time and space to learn and make their own decisions, which was crucial for their growth. I found that early on in my business when I was micromanaging every single task and just constantly looking over my team's shoulders and checking in and texting and all that stuff, my employees were constantly frustrated and felt like they weren't being valued as individuals 
which was information that I got from conducting exit interviews, which I highly recommend. But my employees felt like they didn't have any control over their day-to-day job and like they weren't making a difference because there was no flexibility. And like I said, I was constantly looking over their shoulder. And this actually shocked me because I had honestly assumed that they appreciated how quote unquote hands-on and involved I was as an owner. But it turns out that this micromanaging behavior actually ruined the company morale, and it was a constant source of resentment amongst the team. So after learning that, I dedicated at least a few days a week where I was completely off, and I planned more extended vacations often. And I did a podcast episode on this exact mistake, on the big mistake that a lot of people make in not empowering their team with enough tasks and with enough decision-making power. And with enough wiggle room in their job to improve processes and give feedback. I did an entire podcast episode on this, so I'm going to link to that in the show notes if you want a little bit more guidance on this tip in particular. But I promise you, team members do not want you that hands-on as an owner. And I always came back from these unplugged breaks recharged, energized, and with new exciting ideas to implement, which helped cut my business moving forward. All right, and then my last tip, tip number five, create rituals that recharge you. So in addition to taking time off, I also try to be really cognizant of how I was spending that time. So since I had two young children at the time, we were often out and about going to events and amusement parks and doing fun activities. However, as an introvert, if I did too much of these activities in quick succession, I got exhausted and overwhelmed really quickly. So therefore, I try to plan as much as possible in advance so that I can also work in things in that schedule that restore my energy. So one small example is that I was and am still sure to keep my exercise time as sacred in my calendar. I love being alone with my headphones and just sweating to the music. It's something that really centers me when I am feeling exasperated. So I don't treat exercising as a nice to have or a luxury when time allows. I treat it as a crucial task that is absolutely necessary for my overall physical and mental health, which are both crucial to the success of my business. Remember, as the visionary of your business, as the leader, you need to be well and you need to be rested. Taking care of your own needs isn't selfish. It's smart and it's necessary. So while you're thinking about taking time off and things like that, don't just spend time pouring into other people's cups, spending time with your spouse, spending time with your kids. Make sure you have your own rituals, whatever that looks like to you, to recharge you. All right, so I gave you a lot to think about today, but to make it really simple on you, your play of the day is to make a list of tasks that drain not just your time, but your energy if you're an introvert like me. And then I want you to ask yourself, are these tasks highly repeatable? So for example, responding to Facebook messages, um, putting orders in for your cafe, are these highly repeatable? Do you do them all the time? Do you have a template that goes along with this procedure? And if these tasks are highly repeatable and there is some sort of template floating out there, even if it's in your notepad, 
do these tasks have standard operating procedures like I talk about in episode 11? If the answer is no, you need to make standard operating procedures around these tasks or empower your team, whoever is kind of owning these tasks right now, to do so. And if your answer is yes, if these highly repeatable tasks already have standard operating procedures or templates or whatever the case may be, then why aren't you delegating them yet? I want you to choose a point person, whether it's social media or orders or following up with clients or responding to Facebook messages and just train them to do it and make it a priority. I promise it will go better than you think and you will feel amazing and like the weight of the world is off your shoulders after you start doing more and more of this and after you make that a priority. All right. Thank you so much for joining me on this lovely Monday Playmakers. My town of Buffalo, New York had a bit of a rough weekend, so this episode got out a little bit later than I had planned. So I apologize for the delay, but we will be right back into the swing of things tomorrow with another tip. And I just wanted to say if anyone else is listening who is also in Buffalo, I'm thinking about you guys. All right. Have a great day, Playmakers. 